0: Hello. Yes, here we are. Episode five of the chaos Cast. Five. 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 <laughs> How you doing?
1: Yeah, good. 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 Hopefully,
0: you're all doing all right.
1: Yeah. Enjoyed ISS Vanguard. Yeah. That was fun. It was tough. It was tough. Nobody died, though, which no. is generally quite successful not as a yet. mission.
0: There is a memorial wall in the shipbook, so you can oh, slot no. <laughs> the people into there to remember who has passed
1: no, I think that's quite an interesting thing in terms of doing a campaign game. Yeah. It's not just that game. No. It's kind of like if we lose someone now, they're lost forever. Forever,
0: forever. until you eventually finish that campaign and maybe restart yeah it's kind of like a legacy game which i know you haven't really played any of
1: no and i think that's the thing i've we ended up chatting about it yesterday the fact that it, it just goes against everything <laughs> that i've been brought up with like ripping things up destroying yeah. things i'm like huh? even putting the cards in the bin in yeah. iss vanguard makes me a bit nervous <laughs> <laughs> so and that's not even a proper it's, bin, not a proper no. bin, it's, it's just, just a section yeah so um yeah i think going forward that's going to be interesting having characters that are just no more
0: yeah that's the thing there's so many recruits in that game as well like over 50 i want to say
1: yeah and that feels like you can kill off a few (laughs) like realistically when you've got that many characters it feels like you're not going to remember half of them
0: but legacy games always have interesting mechanics around that so in gloomhaven you have a character but then that character retires so you have to pick a different one but in pandemic legacy your character dies so you rip up their (laughs) Jeez. <laughs> it's like been that uh, yeah
1: gone and i think that's a really great thing we spoke last time about family games mm. and things like that but actually legacy games are that step onward from it so where you've you've trained your family and your friends up <laughs> they know what they're getting into and they're ready to commit mm. to something that isn't just a half an hour
0: yeah it's, it's like a film. Yeah. Once you've seen it once and gone through it once, you know the story, you know all the things, you know who died. Yeah. <laughs> but you Shook. affect it as well. Yeah. Um, and some people are against that kind of ripping up the cards. It's like I bought, I paid for this, I bought this. Yeah. But it's about that experience with something like Pandemic Legacy. You're playing it between twelve and twenty four times. Yeah. So how many to How much often? How how often do you get any games to the table between twelve and twenty four times? No, it's crazy. And
1: I, I think that's something that. A lot of people forget as well. Um, So I was looking at the Exit Games Mm -hmm. yesterday and the Exit Puzzle. And the Exit Puzzle seems like a genius idea (laughs) to me because you might do a puzzle twice, maybe, but most of the time they're completed. They go back in the box and they either get given away Mm -hmm. or if you have a small child and you're doing puzzles, you'll do them over and over and over again. But once they progress past that stage, you're just kind of like well that puzzle's done or you can frame them you can frame them if they're pretty if they're pretty which a lot of puzzles are and that's great but there's only so much wall space people (laughs) have in their houses so I think a kind of exit game Mm. puzzle seems like a really good thing particularly if you've got people who are maybe into puzzles but not so much into games it could be a really good segue for that as well (gasps) brainwave
0: what if you made a puzzle yeah that you sent it back to the company they recycled it or they sold it to someone else and they sent you another one
1: i would love like a
0: subscription service that went in a loop (laughs) yeah
1: because i think you know as long as you don't lose a piece yeah there's nothing wrong with passing a puzzle on and a lot of the satisfaction is starting from a bag of pieces and then building the picture Um, i know there were the Wasjig puzzles where you didn't actually see it wasn't the picture on the box okay it was kind of what happened after the picture so you were building something and you kind of roughly knew there's a flower stand here but everything's knocked over there and there's a dog running wild over here so you kind of you're guessing what the picture might be so you've got your standard puzzle (laughs) your standard (laughs) puzzle strategy you find your corners you find your edges check those corners yeah and then you're kind of trying to figure out the rest of it so i might actually end up picking up an exit puzzle now i'm talking about it even more (laughs) i'm like this could be a winner
0: well something you can do with your family you can all be around that and kind of be like oh there's that or there's this piece um kind of reminds me of micro macro actually because we played that and it's like the big map and you're doing these specific clues trying to find what happened in this in this tome adventure thing (laughs) that's happening crime and
1: thats it's not just a one off no. there's one, two and three and I think there are there's a fourth coming out there's rumours <laughs> um, and that's the thing with a lot of I guess tabletop gaming in general there are so many categories yes. for it so you've got your escape room, you've got your strategy games you've got your family games you've got your kind of legacy ones but you wanted to talk about a different category
0: miniatures games Miniatures games are something that I think are very close to both of our yeah. gaming hearts. Um, you're a big fan of Zombicide and Blood Bowl.
1: I love a miniature as well. <laughs> Any game and that a has a, a miniature in it. Isis Vanguard. Yeah. Which I... I'm disappointed. There's no Lima on one of the miniatures' shoulders at this point. But as there are 50 characters, there's
0: so many characters. If getting a miniature for each one of those would be ridiculous,
1: that's a, a whole different board game And there are a lot of miniatures games that I've kind of played have been kickstarted yeah. as well. So it's been things where you pledge your money. Mm-hmm. And then over time, where more money is accumulated, more things get added. So with Zombicide, you do end up with all of those yeah. characters. And then you look at your bookshelf and you go, I don't think I've got room for this. And something, um, White Death, yeah, uh, has just been shared on Kickstarter. And there's me and my other half looking at it going, we really want to back it, but we're running out of room yeah. in our house. So we need to kind of make the call of going do we need it because it's it's not just a single box Mm. and that's something that is great about miniatures is there are often expansions or things you can add, but you've got to have storage.
0: You've got to have storage, uh, potentially even need to paint them depending on how you are um, and if you can handle them just being grey, white, whatever. Yeah, and
1: it depends on the game as well, Mm -hmm. so some games they make the minis different colours. I know Zombicide, the first edition of it everything was grey. So there was a chance that your character could accidentally get taken off in a swarm of (laughs) zombies and then you're like trying to look at it. And those little coloured bands for Uh, the bottom are really useful for things like that. But I was about to say, that seems like a fairly new invention. (laughs) It's not a new invention, but when you look at the original Blood Bowl, Mm -hmm. um, people just stuck stickers around the edge of the thing to be able to identify them. And you knew your your minis yeah. so it wasn't such a, a big problem and the scale of the games yeah. has the quality of minis the production and also the materials used so a lot of the original blood bowl was metal mm-hmm. which that's yeah. heavy a lot of
0: old games workshop stuff like metal. It,
1: you don't want to be lugging that around which is where local games good stores are really good because a lot of them have lockers mm-hmm. so that you can keep
0: including ours down in Foxton cast do. um, but yeah some people started using resin, the original Star Wars Legion models were resin oh. um, but then they moved over to, to plastic Yeah, um, which I think most everything is now.
1: Yeah and there are uh, plans that you can buy to 3D print yeah. stuff at home which is pretty cool as well there's always going to be that kind of eco environment mm. a lot of tabletop games are plastic.
0: But they're not single use plastic
1: they are not single use plastic but it is one of those things we've spoken about wingspan before there are lots of games that are trying to move away from plastic but it depends on the amount of production
0: you've got flesh and blood right there we've got those uh, uh, recyclable packages Oh,
1: packages. (laughs) oh that's an extra level of excitement there is something so satisfying about those packs just being able to be ripped and you just go
0: So you play Blood Bowl. How do you distinguish each of your um, halflings from one another?
1: So I, when you get them, it's grey, it's all assembled, but there are lots of different heads that you can pick. So you can have your particular players, one can have a squirrel on its head, one can have a colander, Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of name them from there. Some people don't yeah (laughs) really pay attention to what particularly with halflings like they're a cheap player to buy you can have multiple of them they're very squishy Mm -hmm. so you kind of don't want to get too attached to them because there's a chance they might not make it to Mm -hmm. the next match um but for me it's the painting yeah that's what i love with it and blood bowl based on american football you can paint your teams in different ways you've got the guidance from games workshop in terms of colors but if you want to do it maroon and purple because scarlet violet is in my head then you can make your team Hmm. like that and there are loads of websites where there are people making minis to an incredible standard i'm part of a blood Bowl group on facebook i follow a thread on reddit yep. there's our the scab have their own discord i'm just seeing the quality of the minis that mm. people put up but also with the game you do not have to paint your minis. no ways. you don't you
0: don't
1: there is nothing stopping you just turning up with your gray yeah, minis and absolutely. that's okay nobody's going to bat an eyelid at it because it takes so long to it paint.
0: It does, it <laughs> does. And I, I'm not the best painter by any stretch of the imagination. I like to call myself an abstract painter. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Although you, you've gone with your, uh, I was about to say your snow troopers. My
0: snow troopers. Snow is my biggest friend because it, co- it can cover anything. Just put a little bit of Valhalla and Blizzard everywhere. Cut <laughs> snow everywhere. You're all good. Um, but also it helps because all my playmats are snow too. So it all kind of binds in. But, yeah, so what I just do in Star Wars Legion, because often you have a group of troopers and you have the same group of troopers here. So you need to distinguish them somehow. Yeah. Um, so I like to colour in their bases. So nice. colour in their bases blue, colour in these reds, and then you've got, like, a sticker on their specific sheet. But in Necromander, I like to name them because they're there. So I've got my Necromander Escher girls all named. Nice. My queen's names. But what I realised is, because I'm playing them, my Necromander girls are here going that way. I put the nameplates on the front,
1: you so can't I, call, somebody... I have no idea so. I there. I had a similar thing the other day. I was like, oh, you have to name the front and the back <laughs> of them. And with uh, Blood Bowl, you can buy now yes. little yeah. nameplates, which you just tap on the bottom, which is really nice. And it does make me turn around and go, somebody sat there and gone, this is so frustrating. Hmm. Other people must find this frustrating too. How can I solve this problem?
0: Well, in Blood Bowl, it's not too bad, right? Because everything's in a square. Yes. But I think with Legion, people are against nameplates because it's such a thing where you got to actually measure the specific distance, so yeah. it, the nameplate adds a little bit more to the base size.
1: Well, there's, um, there's certain rules about where you measure from yeah. as well. So, Blood Bowl, you do have to measure, and you do have your squares. Yeah. But it's all kind of... Like my tree men. Yeah. They are this big. Yeah, They've yeah. got big bases. Yeah. the halflings,
0: yeah, yeah. diny
1: Um, But a tree man can throw a halfling. Yeah. So then you're kind of having to decide, well, do you go from the arm? Oh, do you go from this? And actually the Blood Bowl rules are just very much, it goes from this point yeah. to this point. But if you've got a free map,
0: Exactly. So it's a bit more difficult. In, in loads of different games, Crisis Protocol's another thing where you've got the push and a pull. Yeah. So you can push and pull people or throw people. But they use like a V, so they're... Their rulers um, are notched in the middle. Nice. So you can push them away this, or you can pull them towards you this. Okay. So it's a bit more simplified, and plus the terrain in Crisis Protocol is breakable, which is a really cool thing. Uh, I say breakable, you you take the car off of okay. the mat. It doesn't break <laughs> so it off. <up>. Like... <laughs> but you could probably 3D print or get something 3D printed but, like that. Uh,
1: there was just a part of me that goes, wow, Hulk's having a field day, <laughs> just smashing through but, stuff, but that's good. That's part
0: of it as well. You've got Juggernaut who just goes through buildings and stuff like that. So it's a really cool, cool thing. Um, But yeah, Um, the bases as well, There's, it's, yeah, because it's such a specific thing. It adds a little bit of the nameplate onto there, especially when you're engaged with someone, you have to be touching their base. There's so many different rules.
1: Yeah, and I guess even having that like extra little bit, tiny bit does affect it. Um, Measurement
0: is an interesting thing as well, because in Necromunda, you have to decide whether you want to shoot before you measure. So, Ooh. if your gun doesn't reach that far, you have to kind of guesstimate. Yeah, you've, if you do. you've shot. You've and... shot. You then have to measure and see if you hit. But
1: That's interesting, yeah. though, because, uh, so for Blood Bowl, for example, you roll the weather. Yeah. So, you can throw the ball. You can measure your eight squares. It yeah. might make it, but a gust of wind yeah. just throws it into the crowd.
0: Much like table golf association. <laughs> yeah, <and> that's the...
1: <laughs> The thing with a lot of the miniatures games, though, you can add as many variables as you and the other player want.
0: There's so many different scenarios as well for things like that. Um, for uh, *Lord of the Rings*, the Middle Earth strategy battle game, tons of different scenarios that you can play. You can play real life ones, real life ones, real ones that <laughs> happened in the films. <laughs> I meant.
1: <laughs> Wait, it's a documentary.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Um, but also, you can just play like the competitive ones where you're you're fighting dwarves against dwarves or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's some really cool rules around that. I'm a big fan of. Um, middle earth strategy battle games in the way rules so things will often do like just like a minus or plus in other games so if there's cover you'll get additional benefits to your offense in middle earth strategy battle game if you're shooting an arrow through a bit of terrain you have to roll to check to see if you go past it or not which is quite nice
1: yeah that is good and something we haven't spoke about is um game of thrones minigame
0: a song of ice and fire minches game it's on trays some Which is trays. totally different, but I know that thing, that previous miniatures games have that, and I think some of the some of the bolt gun stuff has that as well. Um, but yeah, they're on trays, so you've got your unit of twelve people, yeah, and you move them certain distance what? as the tray oh, wow! So it's like they're marching together basically oh, which is nice. quite nice um, but there's some really cool stuff about when you engage someone so then you turn to face them on a specific thing there's lots of different flank rules so if you attack someone from the back you get benefits yeah. there's tons of rolling dice so you're often rolling 10 dice which I'm a big fan of
1: <laughs> that is so satisfying and heartbreaking Yeah. because that that kind of initial roll you're like I have so much uh no yeah
0: but the Song of Ice and Fire one's really cool. Panic tests as well, because okay. people can be panicked. And then there's a sideboard, which is like the council and all the people who aren't in the actual fight who are affecting the fight, which is a big thing about Game of Thrones wow. in general, is all the politicking and all that stuff. So you've got your Littlefinger, your Cersei, all over there affecting and influencing the battle. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And I've seen one as well, like, uh, like a Zombicide.
1: Yeah, and I think with Zombicide, so I would say it's... The way that I play Zombicide is probably a little bit of house rules, a little bit of bending. (laughs) Because there are things like noise, for example. Now if you've got a building here and you shoot your shotgun here Mm -hmm. and you've got a group of zombies here, there's two ways that they can go round, so do you split them evenly? But if you've got another character here, you've got line of sight and you've got sound. So you can kind of discuss as your group what's the best way to do it do you go just on sound or Mm. do you use line of sight as the priority because if you go on sound then the group should split yeah but if it's line of sight everyone's going this way and it doesn't matter how many times you fire here it's going to be okay (laughs) so there are probably people out there who would turn around and go line of sight overrules everything doesn't matter if you set off a molotov cocktail over here the zombies are not fast they can see their target and that's what i like and dislike about Zombie side because if you're playing with different people different groups yeah. people who are used to i was about to say more precise <laughs> games but people who go no what's the distance yeah how's this going to work Zombie side is very squares yeah. you just kind of play it as a survival. So, if you... Well, actually, in the first Zombicide, it wasn't clear whether you could open and shut doors. Sure. Which is something I was throwing with Resident Evil, because I'm like, you can shut the door.
0: You can shut the door. Um,
1: (laughs) In Zombicide, you're using a fire axe, or you're using a shotgun or something. So, it's very much the door is dead. (laughs) The door is no longer. Zombies can just see in. But in uh, Black Ops, you're in space. Yes. So... The doors do open and close, otherwise that is just not realistic. <laughs> um, and those kind of things with miniatures games, I feel like if you've got an interest, hmm. you can find a miniatures game that will suit Absolutely. what you'd like to do. Blood Bowl is so all over the shop. like You cannot go into a game and go, I'm going to win it by doing this play approach. Because you've got the weather, you've got the crowd, you've got the yep. other team. But Zombicide... You can play the same scenario over and over again. You've got the card randomization, but you know you need to do room one, room two, room three. Um, But I don't know what that is outside of those games, like you say with Legion, with um, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Well, with
0: both of those, you have objectives that that are somewhat randomised. You've got the terrain as well, which is a massive part of Miniatures Games as a whole, where you've got the placement of all the different bits of terrain and the sizes and how much cover they're providing, all that stuff too. So there are a few factors, definitely. But there are definitely some players out there, especially in our local community, who do know. That's your army. I'm, I'm winning.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that is... It's, it's difficult. Um, but it's also so cool as well, because if you know that you're working at a disadvantage, yeah. you may build that into your strategy. Yes, So actually, absolutely. when people take their first... Impression mm-hmm. you might be like, yeah, no, I think I've got this actually, <laughs> and that's something great. It's part of why I like uh, the halflings, yeah. They're very squishy, <laughs> it is well known they are squishy, they are not very efficient, yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But they're a really fun team to play that's the most important in, thing. in that sense. And like I say, the trees can just throw them,
0: yeah.
1: You get that with um, goblins, yeah, you can throw goblins. Mm. Um, a lot of the small players but then you've got the wood elves and things which are so speedy yeah the wood elves versus halflings wood elves should always win
0: okay
1: like just from a, a stats point of view yeah but I have read and seen games where halflings have won and you're just like what happened <laughs> because you can have the chef you can have all of these extra yeah. features with it so.
0: But there are a lot of rules in, in tons of miniatures games and tons of board games. We've been playing ISS Vanguard and it is a lot there's a lot of things.
1: It's not a quick no. pickup up game, and I think even if you're playing with someone who is well versed yeah. in all of the rules, be prepared for them to check the rule book.
0: Absolutely. It just depends as well on who you're playing with, if that if a little bit of that is okay, um, and what kind of games you're playing. I'm a big fan of rules. I yes. do like rules. Without rules we go we we'll would go mad.
1: We would go there. I'm more of a let's see how this plays out. Yeah. And when we come to a situation where we need to look something up, we'll yeah. look it up. But that does often mean you end up with house rules, like I say yeah. with the split and the sound and things. But I play with people who love rules. Yeah. And there's always the... It depends who's setting up the game yeah. as to how quickly we get started. <laughs> if it's me it's out, we're playing, yeah. there's people with rule books here going like hang on we need to check this first and I'm like no, we'll just barge into this room, this is great and I think with your local gaming community that's why it's good to to kind of be open about yeah. game styles as well so that if you are playing in a league yeah. that you and your competitor have kind of had that conversation first to go do you just want to play it or do you want to check through everything hmm. measurements
0: measurements yeah big huge. thing
1: huge you do not want to be turning around and going it eh, looks like eight squares it either is or isn't
0: yeah. and that's the thing with cover as well in a lot of miniatures games where it's like is can i see through <laughs> this thing <laughs> um so there's so so much about that as well um but yeah miniatures games are a fantastic uh, thing so if you haven't checked out any if you don't own any miniatures games or games with miniatures do check them out miniatures are a a beautiful thing even if you just like an ornament (laughs) they're very nice i was
1: just trying to think i don't think we've got any on here but bard sun yeah beautiful the minis in that and we've opened that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. We haven't played it.
0: Oh, we did, we played the first tutorial.
1: Yeah, but we haven't like played it, played Played it. it. (laughs) Played it. Played it, and I think tutorials are a really good thing, especially if you've got a local board game library as well. You can go pick up a miniatures game to play, see how it goes on the table, see if you like the style of it, because that's one of the big things a lot of miniatures games are a bit of investment
0: they are they are but they don't have to be no it's the thing with uh song Ice and fire you can buy a starter set that could be it if you wanted it to be that could be all you need obviously you need people to play it with (laughs) but
1: you need friends
0: a starter set is a shout i've said this about x-wing as well a lot of x-wing squads three ships yeah that's all you need if you if or two ships maybe some of them
1: and i think that's something that uh so Zombicide, you can do solo yep. which is quite good so a lot of games where it's solo you mm-hmm. may find it has a slightly higher price point but yes. that said song of ice and fire mm. can you play that like all time, all time? no unfortunately not <laughs> no so i think it kind of depends what game you'd like to do and whether you've or got most miniatures games
0: as, as, if the miniatures games as a not including Zombicide, which is no. like a board game miniatures game. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I was <laughs> trying to think, like, Blood Bowl things. It's Most all miniatures against... are against
0: someone, except Fallout Wasteland Warfare. Oh. Which I believe you can solo and co-op.
1: Okay, so, so that's quite interesting. is that just you against the environment pretty much?
0: Well, beasts and things that are coming out of the nuclear wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of miniatures games though, we have a couple of new miniatures game sets to come out this week. Do Oh, they? releases. Miniatures games for releases. Le- releases. Sorry. In a new version of Hulk and a new version of MODOK or oh. uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol okay. So they were both early models That came out for Crisis Protocol And as a game does, it evolves as it goes on People learn more about all the different things How good things are We've already had in Crisis Protocol some updates to people To Spider-Man, to things like that um, So now we've got new versions New models as well of Hulk Being the Immortal Hulk nice. And uh, we've got MODOK Who has AIM robots as well I believe Ooh. Um. so yeah some cool cool stuff I, I think so that might be a lie but
1: hate new version
0: of modok new version of hulk
1: definitely um, look it up though because then models. you can let us know yep. whether it that is a lie
0: if you saw ant-man and the wasp quantum mania modok is in that so you know if you liked that maybe you'll like modok yeah. <laughs> maybe you
1: will maybe you won't maybe
0: you won't but two big models for crisis protocol and they keep churning them out as well it's not long ago, ago we had the emma frost one the Psylocke one which is really cool yes. big fan of Psylocke and then soon we're getting Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool 2 which is going to be really cool too.
1: And I think it's one of those that we haven't really touched on scenery no. actually a Marvel Crisis Protocol has I was about to say the Sanctor- Sanctorum Sanct- Sanctum oh. Sanctorum That's it <laughs> which if you like your scenery and if you are into the kind of painting side of things yep. and all of that stuff Give it a look. This it is fantastic. so impressive.
0: For Star Wars Legion as well, they brought out I think it was uh, earlier this year. It was like the Hoth Crash Snow Speeder one as well, which is wow. a nice one. Um, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do some game of Crisis Protocol at some point. I'll bring in all my scenery.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. It's all about the scenery, and I think that's something you don't have to have no. this stuff. It is just it all adds to the experience. It I would does. say it does. in the same way as playmats. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to have a playmat, but it just you know. Makes
0: it nice. It does. Uh, speaking of nice, yeah. Istanbul. It's a very popular game um, and a very popular place locale.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yes. it's great things. Postcards. It,
0: Istanbul, the board game. I actually have the big box myself, and okay. it's a really cool one where you've got like yourself and you've got different um, people working with you, and you go across the town trying to collect rubies. The first of a certain amount of rubies wins. You okay. go to these different places. You try and get like fruits, jewelry, and then you sell it to eventually get rubies elsewhere. In um and this week we have the choose and write version of Istanbul. Ooh. And it's pencil and paper. Yeah. And it seems to be very similar where you are um choosing different cards and going around Istanbuls trying to collect rubies before other people.
1: I'm on board. Yeah. I we like it's... a roll
0: and write. We talked about roll and rights last week. Yes. This is a choose and write.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the phrasing confuses me slightly because to me choose and write feels like eh, I don't like that scenario. <laughs> I'm going to go with this one, but I know it will be much more complicated yeah. than that. But
0: it's a smaller game as well, smaller version of it. Yeah. Um, Istanbul has been quite popular, it's got expansions, it, there's the coffee and bakshish and the letters and seals.
1: Letters and <laughs> seals, I think I think yes. that's what it is, expansion.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a fantastic game, so do make oh. sure to check out the original, but the choose and write one, I think it is cheaper as well, so if you want a smaller version of that game, check it out. Oh, have and, to give it a look? Yeah, we should. And then um, finally, Pokemon. More releases, for Pokemon.
1: More Pokemon. <laughs> Always need more Pokemon. We've been talking about it on the Discord. Playing that I've been playing the Pokemon game on there, which is a good bit of fun. But actually, we com- we completed Scarlet. And we did complete
0: Scarlet and Violet. Finally, got that route. Yes. One route out of four cases
1: one <laughs> single route but completing that uh God of storyline was really really nice yep. but what new releases can people be excited for
0: so we got some more crown zenith <gasps> so we got the crown zenith more peco v union collection box
1: does that come with a map did uh, i imagine that i
0: don't know i'm gonna look that up now
1: i feel like there was some really cool stuff in the more peco one because a few people have been asking i don't think so it.
0: i think it's just a v union um card oh, so you got got four cards
1: okay and
0: then you got booster packs of crown zenith oh. so that's going to be quite nice as well then also we got crown zenith pin collections <gasps> which is oh, very nice.
1: if it's not a mat, it needs to be a pin
0: there's a pin collection rillaboom cinderace and italion Ooh. and they come with crown zenith too so if you haven't had enough crown zenith one of our favorite yeah. sets for Pokemon in general Crowns and ethers. Do check those out and get some more pins too. It and was, a promo card.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. So beautiful. Really nice way to finish Sword and Shield.
0: It really really was. So if you're looking for any Pokemon make sure to head on over to cowscars.co.uk. Check out all the Pokemon bits and other things that we got available over on there. And uh, sometime this week Amy will see you on her live.
1: Yay! <laughs> and make sure if you have any questions about miniature miniatures games, let us know.
0: Check out the Discord. There's a miniature section.
1: Yes, we'll be chatting in that. but yeah. uh, that's it.
0: That is it. So see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.